What about you, Brian? You know, I'm going to have to go with my first time doing a mustard drill. No, I'm... (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody. So we recorded this episode over the weekend and predictably enough on Monday, which is today, Disney has dropped some new itineraries for the Dream and Fantasy. So these are late April and May of 2022 itineraries just for the Dream and the Fantasy. So I just wanted to quickly alert folks up front before this episode that those itineraries have been released. They are available for booking immediately today. Disney is not doing the regular booking window process for Castaway Club members. So anyone can book these itineraries itineraries today. Again, they are for late April and May of 2022 aboard the Dream and the Fantasy. I will say they are the standard Dream and Fantasy sailings you're talking about on the Dream three-night and four-night Bahamian cruises out of Port Canaveral, stopping in Nassau and Castaway Key. And on the Fantasy, you're talking about the normal seven-night Eastern and Western Caribbean sailings uh, on the Eastern, you know, stopping at Tortola, St. Thomas, and on the Western, stopping at, you know, Grand Cayman, Falmouth, and Cozumel uh, and, you know, both sailing stopping at Castaway. So there's nothing stunning or earth shattering here. I think it is interesting that one, they're releasing these itineraries for April and May without the wonder or the magic represented here. Nothing about the wish as of yet. So just the dream and the fantasy, just Port Canaveral sailings, just some standard sailings. Uh, Scott Sanders over on his blog has all of the sailings up. He also has the opening day pricing. I took a quick scan of the opening day pricing. I I don't think it's anything earth shattering, not some big deal to be had on these sailings as far as I can tell. It looks pretty standard to me, but uh, I do think it's an interesting move to be releasing these with just the Dream and the Fantasy sailings for April and May, and also to be opening it up immediately to booking with no uh, honoring of the booking windows for Castaway Club members. So uh, it's very interesting, very unique, lots of commentary out there right now about you know why Disney might be doing this, You know, speculation around folks with lots of future cruise credit and trying to give them an avenue or an approach to use that, which might be true. Also possible that this has something to do with the wish. I mean, certainly the fact that the wish isn't represented here and they're opening up sort of the fantasy and the dream is suggestive that, you know, this is creating kind of that gap in the schedule uh, for where the wish will be sailing, hopefully. So anyway, if you're interested in more information, head over to either Scott Sanders blog, the, the Disney Cruise Line blog, or just head straight to the Disney Cruise Line website and you can check out these itineraries and start booking them. So with that, on to our regular bonus episode. everybody to this week's bonus edition of the DCL Duo podcast. And I am going to add the word special this week because Christmas is right around the corner. Cue holiday music and eggnog and hot cocoa and fun lights. And I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> Sam's a singer. She's a singer. Uh, we're going to do a musical episode at some point. Stay tuned. <laughs> Show tunes only. <laughs> yeah. Some of you asked to know a little bit more about us. So Sam is a singer and we we are a mixed faith household, so we actually celebrate both Hanukkah and Christmas, or Chrismica when they overlap. So we have just completed our Festival of Lights in respect of Sam's traditions, had our latkes and applesauce, and opened eight crazy nights of gifts. And now we <laughs> head into the Christmas holiday, which is my favorite holiday of the year, a very family-oriented holiday for me. And so wanted to start the show by wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Yeah, I know we're a little early. 
Hopefully the show will release probably on Monday. And so we're a little early. We do have a show coming out on Christmas Eve, but want to take this opportunity to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone out there. Along those lines, Christmas evokes usually a lot of memories for people. And I've seen posts online and elsewhere asking folks to talk about their favorite Disney memories. And so we thought we'd take this opportunity in the vein of our top three to talk about our top three favorite Disney Cruise Line memories is kind of our holiday spectacular. And so, Sam, yeah, why don't we start with you? In no particular order, what is a top three memory you have from our time cruising on Disney Cruise Line? My first one, and again, as you said, in no particular order, when we finally got Nathan to go down the yellow Mickey slide on the pool deck on the Fantasy, and I, it wasn't our first cruise, because our first cruise we took was on the Wonder, was a Baja cruise. It was our second cruise. And so it was our first cruise with Nathan on the Fantasy. And it was a Eastern Caribbean, I believe. And once he went on that yellow Mickey slide, and I think he'd been a little bit scared off of the slides because there was a bigger slide on the Wonder than there is sort of a kids only slide on the Fantasy. He just loved that yellow Mickey slide. And he kept going like for hours. He would just go run up the, <laughs> the stairs to get in line to keep going over and over and over again. One of the things I love about that slide and about all of the slides on the Disney Cruise Line ships is that they don't end in pools. So like when you're at one of the resorts, most of the water slides end in a pool. Well, our son, Nathan, can't swim quite yet. And so he really can't go down a water slide that ends in a pool because he can't get to the other side to get out. But the water slides end in these chutes and he just loved it. It's something he talks about now and every cruise we've gone on with him, he always asks, are we going on a ship with the yellow man? slide. That's what he refers to it as. But just really fun watching him enjoy that over and over and seeing sort of the, the wonder in his eyes. What about you, Brian? You know, I'm going to have to go with my first time doing a mustard drill. No, I'm. <laughs> That's a trauma. That's a trauma, not a memory. Oh, especially when it was hot oh, with the sun beating down. Oh, the worst. I'm going to try and take these in a kind of a chronological order. And so I'm going to say I'm going to cheat a little and make it a twofer on my first one. <laughs> really, my my first favorite memories here. One is just setting foot on board the fantasy for the very first time. Mm -hmm. uh, our friend who has sailed a lot kind of prepared us for what was going to happen, but, but that didn't mute the impact of it. And so when we set foot on board the Fantasy and they announced our names and started clapping and we were there with friends and walking into that stunning atrium, it was just breathtaking mm -hmm. and spectacular. And I almost knew instantly, we're going to be back. Yeah, we're coming <laughs> back. Here. And so that was just amazing. And it just, it doesn't get old. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't get old. If anything, it evolves and it changes, but it doesn't get old. And now I had a friend of mine who said what he really likes to do is, you know, he really enjoys that moment. But what he also likes to do is kind of walk upstairs in the atrium and then watch other families boarding to see their reactions, especially kind of the first time families. Mm -hmm. And it is, that is just a little touch that Disney does that is just amazing. I hope it never goes away. In the the vein of that first cruise, but a little unrelated, I will say our first time dining at Remy was unreal mm -hmm. on that cruise. We got to eat in kind of the wine room. It was a table full of friends. We were celebrating kind of a milestone birthday for me. And the memory of that dinner of what I can remember, because there were lots, there was lots of wine, um, <laughs> <laughs> was was just a lot of fun. And so that is that is another spectacular memory I have from our from our very first sailing on the fan. That was an amazing dinner with amazing cocktail, the Colette, which is one of our favorites. And yeah, amazing food and friends. 
friends and we were celebrating your 40th birthday and we were also celebrating our friend's first wedding anniversary as well. And the Colette is a great one. We'll be making one for our Christmas Eve and I will be posting it up here so you guys can see how it turns out. So Sam, what's next up for you? Okay, this one may seem kind of ho-hum to most people, but this is something I really enjoyed, which is, so everybody who's listened to the show knows that I'm kind of obsessed with the Broadway-style stage shows. My favorite is Beauty and the Beast, and that was, we saw that more recently on The Dream. That was the first time I'd seen that. But actually, I think a really great memory for me is watching the stage show Frozen from the comfort of our stateroom when we were on the Disney Wonder, so our first cruise with Nathan again. It was a night where we had we had gone to a couple of the stage shows with Nathan and it was hard at, at that age. It was hard for him to kind of sit through the whole show and stay quiet and not move around and, and whatnot. And so and I think we had late seating dinner on that cruise also, which was kind of a disaster. So instead, we just like hung out in our stateroom. I think that night we even stayed in, didn't go to the dining room for dinner. I think we ordered dinner. And so we ate like, you know, chicken fingers or whatever and Mickey bars and we watched Frozen on our stateroom television. And it, like I said, it sounds like kind of a mundane memory, but I love that. I know you love watching all of the movies from the stateroom in general, but it was really cool to be able to watch the stage show that was happening live in the theater from our room. And honestly, Frozen is a great stage show. You love the shows. There's no doubt about it. You <laughs> love do. the shows. I'm kind of She's obsessed. a singer. She's a singer. I'm kind of <laughs> obsessed and I would, I still am like kind of, well, I'm still really bummed that I haven't, that we haven't been on the magic yet because I want to see the Tangled stage show. All right. Number two memory for me is a cruise we took with our son. We've done several cruises with him and several cruises, just the two of us. But one of the cruises we took with him, I think it was his second cruise, was on the Fantasy and it was a Star Wars day at sea. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't know how Nathan would react to Star Wars. He wasn't really watching the movies at that point. I was trying to get him a little bit into it. He's still not sort of into it from the movie standpoint. He may still be just a little too young, but but I just wasn't sure how he'd react. Anyway, we, we got tickets for all the character meet and greet and decided to do some, decided not to do others. I think Darth Vader was going to be a little scary for him, so we skipped it. And the lines were also really long for those meet and greets. But we got tickets to the meet and greets and we did two meet and greets. And they were both just heart tuggers for me when it came <laughs> to our son. So the first one we did was Chewbacca. And I will say that, you know, we've said on the show, Nathan is a little bit of a special needs kiddo. And so he was having kind of a rough day that day waiting in line. And again, he wasn't that into Star Wars and that sort of thing. But so we're at the back of this line, unfortunately. I think we're the last family in line to meet Chewbacca for the ticketed event. And so it's a long wait. It's a slog. He's not loving it. But as we get close enough to where he can see Chewbacca, the world just changed. Mm -hmm. The world changed because he saw Chewbacca. He saw these kids interacting with Chewbacca and he stopped and he looked at us and he just really intensely, he said, mommy, daddy, Chewbacca is real. And we were like, I was like, really, buddy? And he's like, no one is that big. He makes the noises just like the real Chewbacca does. And his eyes blink. <laughs> and so he was just blown away. And when he got up there, I have this photo of him hugging Chewbacca. And he is just enveloped in Wookiee. Like, <laughs> like you can barely see him. And he is giving Chewbacca the biggest hug. And then they did the stance where they're both like pumping, you know, pumping their arms, like, you know, giving the doing the gun show and he's <laughs> loving it. And so he loved meeting that character. And for me as a parent, I mean, he knows that Mickey and Minnie at the park aren't real. We we tried. We tried. But he he's a very smart kid. And so he quickly figured out, like, how is it that Mickey's on the ship and at the park all the time, too? Like, how does he do that? And I tried the Well, Goofy flies him out with a helicopter. And he's like, I'm not having that. Dad. That doesn't make any sense. And so he knows those characters aren't real, but he firmly believes 
believe that there are Wookiees in the world. Now. <laughs> and so and so that is awesome. The meet and greet we did right after that was with R2-D2 and C-3PO. And he had the exact same moment and reaction where he was like, no one's that tiny or can move like that. And he just couldn't see the woman in the back of the restaurant with her hands in a bag controlling <laughs> R2, right? And so it was just, it was so cool to see him have, you know, it was it was sort of disappointing to me that he figured out so quickly that Mickey and Minnie weren't real, right? Because I really want, I, as a kid growing up, you love those characters and you just kind of want them to be mm-hmm. real. And so just for him to have that experience, even if it wasn't with one of the Fab Five was really cool for me. So yeah, that was I love really that. I love those memories. I love those memories. So. I just want to give a little tip to our listeners who have not maybe been on a cruise or don't know what you mean by the ticketed events or ticketed meet and greets. So certain characters on the cruise line are, they have ticketed meet and greets for their, the tickets are free, but you do book them in advance at the same time as you book your excursions. Although sometimes you can book them on the ship if there are tickets left. The ones that have a ticketed meet and greets are if you're on a Star Wars day at sea for the Star Wars characters, those are ticketed events. For Marvel day at sea, the Marvel characters, those are also ticketed events. And then on even your non-themed cruises, the Frozen characters, and there will also be like a princess greeting, those are ticketed events. And so they're free, but you do have to reserve a time in advance for those. So number three. So this one is another Nathan memory. And this one is actually on our most recent cruise, which was on the Dream. It was that four day that we did where we did the Castaway Key 5K, but the special one for Run Disney. And I actually have, I'm going to cheat and give two memories from this cruise because there are two that really stick out to me that were kind of awesome. One involves Nathan and one does not involve Nathan. The Castaway Key 5K on that cruise was amazing. It was super early in the morning and it was just for people who had taken part in the Run Disney events. They also did the regular Castaway Key 5K later in the day. But Brian and I have this awesome picture from when we were at the starting line for that race and we were taking a selfie and Minnie was in the background and the, he was like the assistant cruise director was in the background. And so we were going to just take a picture of them in the background and all of a sudden they noticed. And so Minnie struck this like amazing pose, like Captain Minnie salute. And so she did like the ultimate photo bomb. I mean, it wasn't intentional to have her in the picture, but her pose was like her perfect and amazing. And it was just a really fun moment right before we started that race. That race was super fun as well. My other memory from that cruise is actually we did a couple of the games like in D-Lounge and stuff. And one of the ones that we, that I did was Nathan and I went and did a like a Pictionary type game. I can't remember what it, they called it on the cruise line, but it's, it was essentially Pictionary. And Nathan got picked to draw a couple of times and like he volunteered himself, but he couldn't fully read at the time. I mean, he could read. He just couldn't read all of the clue cards because some of the words were more advanced. And so the cast member who was running the event was like whispering to him the clue. He was so sweet in helping Nathan with like reading the clues. And so he would like whisper the clues. And so Nathan, his first one he did was like fireworks. And then Nathan came up for a second turn later. And this is the part where I thought was just cute and funny. Nathan couldn't read the clue or didn't know what the clue was. So the cast member just told him to draw whatever he wanted. And so he drew fireworks again. So he did like the same clue twice. And I know it sounds silly, but it was actually this really cute moment because like everybody in D-Lounge when they saw it happening and we guessed what it was very quickly, they just like the entire room just started cracking up. And Nathan was like so proud of himself. It was it was just a really it was a really cute, funny moment. All right. What about you? Number three, Bri? 
Number three for me is off of what I think is my favorite cruise in our portfolio currently. We've got many more planned that might tr- end up trumping this, but my favorite cruise currently that we took was an 11-night Southern Caribbean cruise on the Fantasy. If that cruise is ever offered again, I'm booking it. I, it was just such a fun experience. The islands were fun. The whole cruise was fun. 11 nights was just awesome. But so we had a shore excursion in Martinique and there's a little bit of a backstory to the shore excursion. So when Sam and I are planning our cruises, I will go on to the DCL website. I will pull the port information. And what I will do is start to make a running list by port of shore excursions that I think look interesting. And then I hand that off to Sam and she vetoes off whatever she <laughs> she's not interested in doing. And then we've got a list of ones that we're both interested in doing. And then we just kind of sit down and sort of plan our first and second options, depending on what we're able to to book. Well, in Martinique, they listed this shore excursion that was this catamaran tour that lasted all day. I mean, it was like literally the boat pulled in, we were getting off and within a half hour hopping on this catamaran. It was like an eight hour experience on a catamaran and included snorkeling and stops at different places and lunch and, you know, dolphin watching. It was just a whole day experience. And I had not seen a shore excursion like that where it was literally all day. And it's sort of right up my alley because I'm like, I hate going and like getting like 30 minutes of snorkeling on a two and a half hour shore excursion because then it's like, I'd rather just stay on the, sh- stay on the ship. So, mm-hmm. or an hour at the beach on a, an hour and a half shore excursion, right? Like I did, I just want to go like, get me a cab to the beach and I'll park <laughs> myself there for four hours and I'll get back to the ship. Right. So really want to do the shore excursion when it came time for booking. It's not that it was booked up. It just wasn't even offered. And so it was kind of like, Oh, that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. That shore excursion looked awesome. Well, about a month or two after the booking window had opened, I, there were lots of platinum cruisers on the sailing, lots of shore excursions got taken up. And we don't know if Disney noticed that and opened up availability for new and additional excursions or what was going on, but they opened up the shore excursion. Some friends of ours who were in the Facebook group noted it and knew that we were excited about it. And we got in there and we booked it. And that shore excursion in and of itself was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was an absolutely amazing shore excursion. But the coolest part about it is we got to meet Tracy and Michael, Mm -hmm. who have been guests on our show and are kind of friends of ours now in the cruising community. And that was just like... It was a small shore excursion and we got to meet people and hang out and really get to know each other. And so I loved it. It's a favorite memory of mine. It had a funny moment in it where we stopped for some snorkeling. Oh God, and yeah. the current was really strong. And those of us who are strong swimmers could get back to the boat, but some people got caught in the current and they had to send, the captain had to put the Zodiac out to, to, to help go pick them. people yeah. up, tell people to pick them up. And then a couple actually got left behind at one of the stops by accident or wasn't there when the boat left and they didn't notice it. And so they had to like go back by Zodiac and get them. But um, it was a, it was just, it was a fabulous day. And it day, poured the short... in the middle of the day too. It was, still, it, was still, we, it was like while we were eating lunch mm-hmm. and the lunch was amazing. The lunch was one of the most yeah. amazing things I've had. That and was so an amazing lunch, yeah. They cooked it on board mm-hmm. uh, and it was just fabulous. So it was such a fabulous shore excursion. It really kind of made the day in Martinique even though it was kind of not a great day from a weather standpoint. So love, love, love that shore excursion and the, and the memory of that, so. Those are our favorite memories from Disney Cruise Line, but wait, there's more. <laughs> we, we 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 focus on the parks at times. We're also big parks enthusiasts. We're DVC members. And so we thought we'd do a little bonus round of a favorite memory from both Disney World and Disneyland. So I'm going to start. I'm going to start with my favorite Disneyland memory. And this one doesn't involve Nathan, which makes me a little sad. But <laughs> right before COVID hit, Sam and I took this adults only trip down to Disneyland, just the two of us to 
to kind of relax and recharge. And we managed to get in on Pixar Pier Night. It mm-hmm. overlapped with our trip. And so Pixar Pier Night at Disney's California Adventure is a hard ticketed event that they did. It's one of those themed events where they kind of close the park down except for folks who have tickets. And then they've got all kinds of like Pixar stuff going on. You know, the rides are, o- are open and, you know, presumably some shorter lines. But we I don't think we rode a thing. We may have rode one ride. We did um, one ride. That night. Yeah. Yeah. I think we rode one ride. And the rest of the time we were running around, standing in line to meet just these awesome characters. So like Remy and Emil, all of the characters from Up were at a greeting. They had Wally and Eve. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is going to be lame. It's just going to be like a backdrop with them. No, it was like actual operating robots like, like they have for R2-D2. It was so cool. And we got to meet, they had a Monsters, Inc. dance party. And so one of my favorites was seeing Art. I love Art as a character from Monsters University. And so actually seeing him out and about in the park was really cool. Yeah, they had the characters from Onward Out. We didn't see them because we hadn't seen the movie yet. So we just didn't feel like a passion for those characters yet. But now I would absolutely go meet them. Yeah, it's a cool movie. But, but my favorite favorite memory of that night, we were like standing in the, we got in line early to meet Remy and Emil because Remy is like my absolute favorite Disney character. I just love him. He's awesome. And there was a couple in front of us and the woman in front of us had just this amazing chef's hat, like amazing. Like I've seen some on Etsy. It was, they were better than the ones on Etsy. Or this one was better than the one on Etsy, I thought. It sat on her head and it had a backlight inside of it and it was lighting up kind of the outline of, of a Remy in the middle of the hat. And it was just so cool. And she was dressed in this chef's coat and all this stuff. And Remy and Emil just went nuts mm-hmm. <laughs> over, it. overseeing this. And it was so cool. I have a great picture of it. I've just never really shared it because it was, you know, it's of some random person that we met. And so I don't want to put her out on social media if she doesn't want us to. But it is just such a cool hat. It was really fun talking to them and meeting some people who are really enthusiastic about the characters. So that is that is my fun memories. That whole night was fun, but that sort of meeting some people, like I feel like at Disney, you meet people online and they're enthusiastic about it and you strike up a conversation and you just like make new friends. So totally. It was it was just a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So Sam, what's your what's your first park memory, either Disney World or Disneyland? All right. So I'm going to stick with Disneyland. I do love that memory from Pixar Pier Night, but I'm going to go for a memory that includes Nathan from Disneyland. And that was when we were, I think we were heading either back from the park one day or to the parks one day. We were staying at the Disneyland Hotel. I don't even remember which trip this was, but we were kind of walking past, if people who are familiar with Disneyland Hotel, we were walking like past the area where Goofy's kitchen is, we happened to see Pluto. And Pluto was just kind of walking through and he had stopped to say hi to a couple of other kids. And then those other kids had kind of walked away. And so as we were like about to pass Pluto, like Nathan sees him. And Pluto is probably Nathan's favorite of the Fab Five characters. Pluto came over and interacted with Nathan and just it was such a sweet moment. And Pluto must have spent like probably like a whole five minutes or something with like interacting with Nathan and like pretending to lick his face and pretending to wag his tail (laughs) and pretending to, you know, like cuddle on Nathan and stuff. It was just a really cute, sweet interaction. And it was one of those sort of random ones, you know, unlike where you're just like waiting in line to meet with a character and there's a ton of people waiting behind you. And so you can't have you know, a long interaction and, or even like different from the ones where you're at like Goofy's Kitchen or Chef Mickey at Disney World where the characters are coming around and just, you know, interacting with everyone. But they can only spend a couple minutes with each table because they really need to go hit all of the tables. 
So this was like a, a more special moment because it was random and unique and a longer interaction. It was really fun and it totally made Nathan's day. So it was a great one. Yeah. Watching him interact with Pluto was really fun. Uh, and I just love those random interactions that you can have in the park. It's just, it's just great. <laughs> My favorite last parks memory is going to come from Disney World. And... It's really our first. So we took Nathan on his first trip to Disney World a couple of years ago now. He's been to Disneyland a bunch. I don't know if we've had him back to Disney World once. Yeah, he's uh, been for there Marathon twice. Weekend. Yeah. Yeah, for Marathon Weekend. But our first big family trip to Disney World, I was really nervous about how he would do on some of the roller coasters. And I will say we had some hiccups. He loved the teacups. <laughs> we took him on a dark ride that was not the best one to start with. Mm -hmm. And he kind of didn't want to do dark rides for a while, although I think we've now gotten him mostly over that. Um, we're just kind of careful also not like taking him on Mr. Toad's, which ends mm -hmm. in hell, which is no fun. But I was really nervous about how he would feel about roller coasters. And I really didn't want to get him turned off to roller coasters early because it can be a current that we then have to fight and he may sort of never really get into them. I'm kind of a roller coaster junkie. I love a good roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And so we took him on, I forget I forget what the name of it is at Disney World now, but we took him on like the kiddie coasters. Like I keep on saying Goofy Sky School, but that's not what it is because that's, that's a Disney California adventure. But, but we took him on the kiddie coaster first and he had been on like a even smaller kiddie coaster at the sort of county fair. We, we sort of took him to the county fair and prep for this trip to Disney World just to see what it would be like for him to be on a roller coaster. Uh, and he liked store, that. Barnstorm. Sorry. Yeah, the Barnstormer. Yeah. So we, then we took him on the Barnstormer and he had a blast with that. And so then we stepped it up and we did, I can't remember if we did Seven Dwarves first or if we did Slinky Dog first, but my favorite memory, he loves Seven Dwarves. And one of my favorite memories is when we took our trip over Marathon Weekend, we did a magic morning thing at Disney World, hard ticketed event, and we must have rode Seven Dwarves Mine Train seven to 10 times no, in a row. I think it was 11. I think we counted 11 times. Yeah. So yeah. in a row, I mean, in a row, back to back. And he was just giggling ear to ear, sitting in the front car, yep. like making jokes with the person who was loading. So like he, he had a blast on that. But my actual favorite memory is not from Seven Dwarves, even though he had a lot of fun with that. My favorite memory is the first time he rode Slinky Dog. I have this like video of him riding Slinky Dog, just laughing and like not a care in the world. And that just, so great to see just him ear to ear smiling, carefree, having a blast on what I think is a really fun roller coaster. By no means, you know, the wildest roller coaster out there. I've been on some of those, mostly outside of Disney World mm -hmm. and Disneyland, but just having a lot of fun. And so anyway, he loves that roller coaster. And I just loved that first time he went on it and how much fun he had. Just his eyes were wide with all of the fun theming and he was just loving it. So so that's that's my favorite memory from uh, Disney World. World. Sam, what's your what's your Disney World memory? Because that's the park you haven't hit. Okay, so I, I kind of want to give. Well, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go old school on this one. So I'm gonna go back to when I was 16 years old, back in 1996. It was the 25th anniversary of Walt Disney World, and one of my best friends and his family went to Disney World, and my family we went to Disney World at the same time. And this was before we had like cell phones and smartphones, and I guess cell phones existed, but we didn't have them. We were 16 years old, and we made a plan to meet up at Hollywood Studios, which I think was still called 
I don't remember if it was called MGM Studios back then, if it was just called The Studios, but it wasn't called Hollywood Studios as far as I can remember. But we planned on meeting up there right at the in the morning, but we planned on meeting up at the studios at Rope Drop. And we were staying, because we were staying at different hotels. I think um, his family always stayed at the, the Contemporary was their kind of favorite hotel. And we were staying at one of the All-Star. I don't remember if it was music or sports. So I've stayed at both uh, in that time period. Anyway, we met up at Rope Drop and found each other, which is actually kind of hard to do if you can imagine um, in the time of, you know, not having cell phones. And without our families, like we each took, you know, he took the monorail, I took the bus and we went and rode the Tower of Terror. I don't know, like three or four times in a row. <laughs> and this is 16 year old me, the first time I'm on the Tower of Terror. It was actually pretty new back then too. And it was just an awesome morning. I mean, we hit as many rides as we could. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, I was thinking about offering as a favorite memory riding Rise of the Resistance at Disney World for the first time, which is really cool. But I, I don't know that I could just because it's an amazing ride and that's why it's a great memory. But I really feel like a memory that it's just like I think about fondly is my friend and I riding the Tower of Terror multiple times at like 7 a.m. <laughs> on a random day in the you know fall or winter, I think it was, of 1996. Well, your memory is my nightmare because I can't <laughs> stand. I love me some Guardians. Uh, Tower of Terror I will ride, but seven times in a row, I think I would. <laughs> I'd be beyond my limit or, or uh, you know, beyond space and time as the teaming of the Twilight Zone. You might be um, throwing up. <laughs> yeah, no. For, well, I, maybe. Anyway, those are some of our favorite memories from Disney Cruise Line and the parks. If you've got favorite memories, we would love to hear them. I keep saying, and I want to just keep messaging that like I think everyone out there has got a great story to tell about their time with Disney, especially those of you listening to this podcast. And so if you've got a story that you want to tell, let us uh, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to help you tell that story. And I think every one of you has one to tell. So let it reach out to us. We're always looking for great guests on the show. So with that, again, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate, we hope that it is a safe and fun time for you and your family. And we can't wait to talk to you more in the in the coming new year. So with that, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. As always, we hope you enjoyed this week's bonus episode. And, you know, we had a lot of fun talking about some of our favorite memories. We hope that next year you and your family are able to make some new memories out of the parks and especially on the cruise line. I know a lot of folks have actually been visiting the Disney parks during this period. So that's great and glad that folks are staying safe and enjoying the parks. We are remaining quarantined at home for the time being. Really looking forward to a day when we can sail again and make some new memories aboard Disney Cruise Line, though. So as I said in the show, if you're interested in being a guest, we are looking for guests. So please please, please reach out. We're happy to have you on and tell your story. And even if you don't think you have a story to tell, reach out. We'll help you find something interesting to talk about. I think everyone has a story to tell. So with that, I just want to thank everyone out there for listening again this week. We really appreciate each and every one of our listeners. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please, please, please also be sure to leave us one of those five-star written reviews over on Apple Podcasts. They are really helpful in surfacing our content to people who might be looking for a podcast like ours about Disney 
cruise line. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also join our DCL Duo vlog and podcast group on Facebook and help join our conversation and community. It's a great place to ask questions, learn more about us, and interact with other enthusiastic Disney Cruise Line fans. You can also head over to the DCL Duo channel on YouTube for even more great content, and we will be pushing some content out through that channel here in the next few weeks. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Walt Disney Company, or the Walt Disney Family of Theme Parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have a question about a Disney cruise or a Walt Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Thank you.